0: Welcome to Inside the Multiverse with Carlos, Brad, and Matt. In this episode, we discuss and review the Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Follow us on Twitter at ITMultiverse. Now, it's time to explore with us as we go Inside the Multiverse. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Multiverse. I'm Carlos. Uh, Matt, Brad, how's it going, guys?
1: Things are going pretty good. How about you, callers?
0: Pretty good, dude. Pretty good. You know, can't complain. Brad, how are you, dude? Can't complain. Nice. Um, so today is, you know, for some, a pretty big day. You know, we're going to just be talking about what's on everybody's minds. We're going to be talking about the Zack Snyder Justice League. You know, we're going to kind of give our review, our thoughts and everything. Um, each of us have watched it. Um so I think it's, you know, just important to dive in and just have this discussion. Um, so we're going to start off with some, like, just surface level overall thoughts kind of thing. And then each of us is going to dive deeper and kind of give really, you know, really things like we liked, what we didn't like, so on and so forth. Um, I'll say I'll start off uh, my overall thoughts were like the movie was fine. Um, I think that's what I kind of told you guys. Like, I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, um, I didn't I think you guys were higher on it than I was for sure. I think a lot of people are higher on it than I am. I went in and watched it and was just like, oh, this, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's a better movie, but I'm still not like in love with it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a cool movie. Um, That's fine. Other than that, I don't have really other thoughts. I, I'll save like all my other stuff for when we kind of dive deeper. Uh, Matt, what did you think about it? Just overall, kind of surface level.
1: I liked the movie. Um, I don't know if it's because of the fact that I'm comparing it to the 2017 version that's making right. me like the movie so much, or if mm-hmm. it's just the fact that you know we got to see more characters, we got to see more of the characters from the 2017 so it, it was just you know new stuff that we hadn't seen before but i i really liked the movie i thought it did a good job i liked the theme it didn't seem to be as comically driven as the 2017 version so i i liked that you know there was humor thrown in there but the 2017 version just kind of seemed to be like a mockery of some of the characters which i didn't like but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I like the movie on a on a scale of one to 10. I'd probably give it a six, which is extremely better than the 2017 version. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I would put that on a scale.
0: Damn. Yeah, I don't I don't know where I'd put it. Maybe like a four or five if I was grading it. You know, put numbers on it. Brad, how about you? How do you feel about it, dude?
2: Uh, overall, I thought the movie was much better than whatever the hell Weedon gave us. Because uh, <laughs> like, what the hell is that? So I, and it just makes me question like, why WB didn't let Zach just finish this movie. Cause like, like Matt said, you know it was markedly better than the 2017 version. And I know Zach went through like that whole personal tragedy thing with his daughter. But like, I, I think I would've just had him finish the movie and like let him flesh out his vision as opposed to like having another director come in and, you know, basically ruining everything in my opinion. Cause I mean the 2017 version and this movie we saw over the weekend, it's not even, it's not even comparable in my opinion.
0: No, you're right. Uh, it's, uh, pretty much a completely different movie. Um, you can, I was trying to pick out like what was a reshoot, what was like a new shoot cause they did, you know, they picked up and did new shots. So, um, I would assume most of the third act is like a good chunk of reshoots. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a completely different movie. It's cool that he got to finish it. Um, but, yeah, let's kind of, you know, just dive in deeper. And the way we're going to do this is, I said it earlier, we're going to compliment sandwich this bitch. Uh, one of, uh, Matt's going to go first since he's high on it. I'm going to be right in the middle since I'm the lowest on it. And then Brad's going to bring it on home. So, Matt, go ahead. Give us a deep dive into it. So
1: one of the things that I definitely wanted to mention that I liked about the movie has really nothing to do with the movie, but Mm. um, there was a scene, I think it was right after Batman recruits Flash and they're driving away. There's a billboard that is... um, letting it people know that if they're having suicidal thoughts or anything like that, yeah. to send a text to this number, to call this number. And I thought because of what happened with Zack Snyder's daughter who committed suicide, which is the main reason why he didn't finish the movie. I thought that part was just really great, especially from for someone that comes from the mental health background, being a counselor, to have that in there. And it was kind of obvious that it was just placed there as an advertisement and to like kind of be an advocate for that, I, I was fine with that because, you know, like in the movie Transformers, a big critique of that movie was the, the Xbox and the Mountain Dew, yeah. you know, just being thrown in there for the sake of advertisements. But I thought the way Zack Snyder did it and what the message is was really important. Yeah. Um, but more about the actual movie. Two of the things that I really loved about it was there was a lot more development for The Flash and there was a lot more development for Cyborg. And I really think the Cyborg development was great because it shows what an amazing actor um, Ray Fisher is. I thought he did a great job in that role. And it also shows how powerful that Cyborg can be because in the first movie, you didn't really see it that much. You didn't really see what he can do and the importance he has to the team and then with the flash um, i mentioned it before where i thought that um, the first movie oh, not the first movie it's the same movie but yeah. the uh, the joss whedon version. version yeah the joss whedon version kind of made a mockery of some of the characters and i thought that was the flash was probably the biggest victim of that that he was like oh you know i've never done this before or i haven't saved people before like what do i do And I I thought the fact that they had the Flash, who's one of the most powerful superheroes, asking Batman, like, how do I be a superhero? was just kind of misplaced, and I I didn't like that. So in this version, you know, having him be uh, an integral part to them beating Steppenwolf, especially after that explosion happened, and him having to go back in time, which I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the way they did it, um, was awesome, especially because I am used to be a big fan of the show, The Flash, uh, on CW. And In the original seasons, they've done a good job with him going back in time and stuff like that. But I thought that the way they did it in this one was really cool, especially the way when he sees the wave coming and he just places his hand out and he starts to phase so it doesn't yeah. affect him. And he's just like, all right, Barry, you got to heal and you got to run faster than you've ever run before. So I, I thought that was really cool, especially because I'm a big Flash fan, as obvious and evident by the fact that I'm wearing a hat that has the Flash <laughs> on it. Um, and uh, another thing that I liked about the movie was the fact of um, the way that they handled Bruce Wayne. And I, I mm-hmm. thought it was, the movie was less about him trying to right his wrong with what happened with Superman. Because in the Joss Whedon version, it kind of seemed like Batman was like we can't do anything without Superman. Like we need to bring right. him back because I messed up. But in this version, it, it didn't seem like, oh, we need Superman to, to win. It was more of like, well, if the mother box can bring back Superman, like why wouldn't we want to do that? Yeah. So I, I thought the way that they handled Bruce Wayne's character was a lot better. And it wasn't <clears> more <throat> of a, like I said before, a mockery. So I, I enjoyed that. I like the fact that Superman had the different suit. I like that. We finally saw a live action Superman in in the black suit. And I thought the way they did it with the uh, scene when he's walking through the ship and he's hearing um, Jor-El's voice and he's hearing uh, Jonathan Kent's voice was pretty cool because it's showing that, you know, he was being influenced by his, his two fathers. And I uh, read in an article somewhere that the reason why they had that suit was because, it was kind of an homage to his um, Kryptonian family where the, the blue traditional suit is more of a, you know, this is Superman of earth. You know, he's an American character. The, The red and the blue shows him belonging in this world where the black Kryptonian suit was more of, you know, I'm paying respect to my Kryptonian roots. So I thought it was really cool that we saw that. Um, I don't want to take everything, uh, so I'll, I'll let <laughs> Car- I'll let Carlos go next, so that way you know we can okay. hear what what the bad stuff was in the movie.
0: I I mean okay, uh, I've been pretty pretty vocal about my you know criticisms about Zack Snyder's vision, back, Zack Snyder's direction and his choices. So for those of you who maybe this is like the first time you're kind of hearing them, I I always took issue with. Zack Snyder's, I always felt like he never fully understood or embraced the core of certain characters. Like, I had a big issue with Man of Steel, because there was always like bits of Superman, like the, you know, like, what Superman is shining through, but I never felt like he was Superman. Um, so, I mean, so much so that at the end of Man of Steel, when he like, spoiler alert, snapped Zod's neck, I stood up out of my chair, and I was like, dude, Superman would never do this. Like, I don't care who you are. There's so many writers out there who would tell you that he would find another way. Like, that's his whole thing. And so from then on, it always felt like Zack Snyder was trying to, like, keep Superman and the world in this, like, weird, grounded, flawed type of world, right? Like, everything was grounded. Everything was flawed. And I understand that's how we as humans really are, and that's how we act but the great thing about certain DC characters is you can look to be something better. You know what I mean? Like Superman, that's how it is like, Oh yeah, he lives in this like world around him, but he's always that shining beacon. You can go, you know what? He knows the right thing to do. So that's my big issue with the movie itself is it's built on this world. And you can feel, you can, you can still feel that. Um, The movie, I think what I wrote, down, like I, I will concede that it's more of a cohesive story. Like, 100%, the movie's cohesive now. It makes sense. There's not all this like weird, like things that Joss put in to kind of make the plot a certain way. Like, there was just, you can tell it's no longer two different visions, it's one vision, which is nice. It's nice to see that and it's nice to like feel that. Um, it's Steppenwolf. I thought Steppenwolf was a much improved villain. Because like in the first version, he had this like weird relationship with the mother boxes and almost made them like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like they were sentient beings that he was constantly talking to and he was calling them mother and all this like weird shit where this was just like he was motivated by trying to re-earn his, you know, the trust that he lost from Darkseid. And that was his whole thing. He was going to get that back. He was going to conquer this world for him and show him that he belonged at his side again. Okay, cool. I can live with that. It's perfect. Works perfectly for him. Um, and I thought, like you said, Barry had the best like visual scenes. Anytime Barry Allen's you know, powers kicked in, I was like, oh, this is going to look cool. Because I do have to admit, if there's one thing that Zack Snyder can do is he can make shit look really cool. Like He has a good eye and the cinematographer did a really good job of, you know, whenever, you know, Barry was using his powers, they knew how to make it look and feel like he was traveling fast, and we were seeing it through Barry's eyes, you know, and it's how he was reacting, and I really enjoyed that. He had the best scene. You you described the, like, travel back in time scene, where he's kind of fucking hauling ass, and then he gets to, like, the epicenter, and the skin starts to go back like the bones and everything like starts to reform and i was like oh shit this is pretty cool dude you can see how fast he had to haul ass to get this to happen um so now kind of my issues deeper dive issues with it is uh it's it's still like way too much story to be in one movie and you know while i do like the more backstory you get of cyborg and uh, barry allen i think because of how we're used to seeing shit happen now, they should have probably gotten their own movies before this. Because it would have been nice to see Cyborg go on this journey on his own movie. And then to see him as a fully realized, embracing, little less melancholy, little less upset Cyborg at the end of the movie. So that way, when he teams up with the Justice League eventually, he's more of that traditional type of character. Same with Barry Allen. I would have loved to go on that journey with him. The entire movie like you know he's the this version i i'm a little so-so on you know this version of barry allen ezra miller it's a little like okay he's a little too goofy he's a little weird he's a little nerdy but i i would have wanted to see a whole movie of his um another thing that bugged the shit out of me and it still bugged the shit out of me the water bubbles i hate or the air bubbles whatever the hell you want to call them I hate the fact that Zack Snyder was so intent. Like he doubled down on it on making sure that his characters did not speak underwater, that he had Mara constantly create air bubbles and air pockets. And I was like, dude, if James Wan can do it, do it. And speaking of Mara, where the hell did her accent come from? She started speaking in a British accent. I was like, dude, this, what is going on? Um,
1: Good thing she's being recast.
0: <laughs> so that's the other thing. Is like, is she? Because that's that was the word. Now it's like, oh, they're going. I don't. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Uh, I think while Zack Snyder stuff looked cool, there was still way too many like one too many slow mo scenes. Like, not everything needs to be slow motion. You know, I felt like sometimes people running. I was like, yo, dude, speed this up. There's shit going on. Speed it up. Um, I thought the, while the Martha, not the Martha, yeah, Martha, Martian Manhunter talking to Lois Lane was cool. Um, I thought it took some power away from the conversation because what was being said was really like heartfelt and I loved it. And it was really nice to see Martha and Lois have that moment. But as soon as it's, you know, Martian Manhunter switched, I was like, oh, well, I mean, that's great, but. What about Martha? Why can't she have that moment with her supposed, you know, or going to assume to be daughter-in-law or whatever it is? Um, but yeah, I mean, those were like my biggest things, my biggest gripes with it. I think more than anything for me, it's just the idea that um, the characters, this foundation. I think this idea that Zack Snyder had, these ideas would have worked better in a alternate version. Like it's very clear. Like he kind of likes the flawed injustice style things. Like that's the world he likes. And I think while that's fun to explore, personally, I would have loved if this stuff would have came after we would have had like an established, more established universe, right? Like, so if we would have seen Superman do all these cool things and then it's like a, Oh, what if, well, here's earth, whatever, three and Superman, this is what happens to Superman. Like, Oh, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, and one last thing. Um, it still bugs the hell out of me that Superman's humanity is tied to Lois Lane. And he, Zack Snyder, took the, the point of like, oh, he's an alien and really made him feel like an alien when Superman's like our guy. You know, Superman is constantly fighting for everybody's life and everybody's, you know, everybody. And he took him and kind of said, well, he's an alien. And the only time he feels like he's human is when he's with Lois Lane. And I was like, dude, yes, he loves Lois. Lois is his partner, is his best friend. But that's not what makes him human. What makes him human is being growing up and raised by these great people who taught him certain values, compassion, love, you know, all these things. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of why I'm kind of like, it was just fine. I don't care to see a sequel. I, you know, don't really want to explore this world anymore. I want to move forward with uh, just more traditional style of, you know, superheroes and want to see those stories. So, yeah, that that's kind of the rant. I mean, uh, yeah, Brad. What did you think about it, dude?
2: So I thought overall, uh, like Matt, I thought the character development was a lot better. You know, we got, uh, we got Cyborg, we got Flash. I thought they were also, they're a much more an integral part of the story. I thought it also added context into parts where the original movie failed to do so. I think Carlos kind of touched on that, where, you know, it didn't, like it didn't feel like the whole movie was cohesive in the 2017 version, where at least yeah. it felt like this one was at least like one continuous thought from one director, and he's mm-hmm. fully fleshing out his vision for this movie. Whereas in the 2017 version, you know, it, it kind of felt like here's Whedon's version, here's Snyder's version, here's Whedon's version. So, it, you know, there's so yeah. much, it was choppy. So th- it was nice to see this like fully fleshed out. So I think that helped the movie a lot. Uh, I thought the action scenes were a lot uh, much improved especially in like the final act of the movie. I really feel like that's like the, the bread and butter of the whole thing. So it was really nice to see that. I thought that was kind of like the, that was the big payoff in my opinion. I mean, we got like what, two hours of exposition. So I feel like uh, that, you know, that was the payoff. So I, I you know, I, we could have done with less exposition like you touched on Carlos, you know, we could have done maybe, you know, solo movies before we got to this point, which I'll talk about later. But I just, I feel like the action scenes and the final act really paid off. And then uh, Ray Fisher, I feel like he finally got like the screen time, the character development and like the recognition that he deserved. I thought he had a lot of really cool scenes. Uh, Like especially, I really like the one where like he's standing by the ATM and then like, he's like hacking the ATM and then like the mom like she's like standing there with her kids and then they like, oh, you won $100,000. I thought that was a cool scene. And then uh, the football scene. I know a lot of people on Twitter. They were kind of like, "Oh my God!" Like I cried during the football scene, but I don't know. It, it was a good. It was a good scene, but I feel like Zack Snyder sometimes he suffers from every shot has to be the shot, and then yes. none of the shots matter. Yes, because
1: yeah.
2: like Victor Stone, like he was making like so many of these football moves, and like every move he made. Zach was trying to like, kind of like, you know, frame that shot, yeah. and so I, I don't know, it, like, and like you said, like everything was in slow mo during that scene, so like, I, I didn't really care for that personally, but I still felt like it was a good, it was a good notch in the belt for Victor's story. Yeah. And then I also felt like we got some, some awesome, like, fully assembled Justice League shots out of this movie, because you know, like Carlos said, like Zack Snyder, he has a way. He, you know, he makes the movie look good. And I feel like he especially did that with, like, a fully assembled Justice League team. Uh, One that especially comes to mind is when uh, Darkseid's looking through the portal and then, like, you see, like, the fully assembled Justice League. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I mean, that scene alone almost made me, like, want a sequel. Like, you know, like, you know, where is this going to go, you know? And then the other one, I think it's, like, right before the epilogue begins, it's, like, the end of the movie. And they're all standing like up on the like that cement wall, and then you get like you know like the fully formed Justice League. That was cool. And then uh, I know everyone gets sick of hearing like the comparisons to Marvel, but like they are the bar in terms of superhero movies. So I feel like I always kind of naturally just go back to them in terms of comparisons. Yeah. So I I feel like the exposition of Zack Snyder's Justice League was so long because we didn't have solo movies from these characters. Yeah. He had to tell us why these characters mattered in this particular storyline. So I feel like he could have benefited from having a cyborg solo movie. He could have benefited from having a flash solo movie, uh, even a Batman solo movie, because uh, Batman versus Superman, that's it's not a solo movie. And we haven't really seen Batfleck get his own solo movie. So I yeah. feel like all three of those characters having a solo movie, it would have really helped out the story and we could have streamlined maybe a little bit of that and it could have been a more more compact movie maybe it would have maybe i would have liked it a little even more because i think the avengers movies were so good because they have so much buildup, so yeah. many solo movies you know you've been watching yeah. these characters grow up for years you've been watching them battle villain after villain you know we get years of build-up to uh, Thanos' snap you get years of build up to the portal scene where everybody's coming together and you know you get the the Avengers assemble line like so i feel like that's where marvel uh, is has their strength but i don't think that's to take anything away from dc because they haven't had the chance to fully set that up yet
1: i've been i've been saying for years ever since the justice league came out in 2017 that I think DC saw what Marvel did and they wanted to try and catch up to that success because at that point, you know, we had already had a couple Avengers movies, so they wanted to have that ensemble movie. But as you said, Brad, they didn't have the individual characters have their own movies, so they couldn't, you know, in the ensemble movie with DC, um, they had to explain the characters a little more in depth than they needed to. So, you know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. And that's something I've been saying for years is they try to emulate the formula, but not put in the work to get the answer.
0: Yeah. And to kind of just even further build off that uh, before we hopped on, I saw like a brief excerpt from, uh, I guess, an interview that Deborah Snyder did, um, who is a producer on the movie and is also Zack Snyder's wife. And she kind of talked about how going into BBS, the original idea was to have metallo be the villain Lex Luther and metallo be the villain like that was how it was going to be structured and then WB got involved and told them that well we want to build our universe so you're gonna have to like get it going kind of thing and so that's when you know they're like we want to set up a, a bigger movie later on so that's when he was like well I have to change course and according to them they change course and involved doomsday instead the metallo villain turned into wallace O'Keefe, wallace keith o'keefe um you know the go the guy who gets like his legs crushed but yeah it, it suffered the universe suffers from not having all these great movies to kind of build up on them um brad did you have anything else before we were interrupted uh
2: yeah uh and then also from like just from a box office standpoint uh i think this would have been nice if they had like broken up the snyder cut into two movies yeah. Because the Justice League in twenty seventeen did so poorly at the box office. I think it grossed I think I looked it up before this. It was like two hundred and thirty nine million in the US, which is pretty pitiful considering the success of like, you know, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War. Avengers. Yeah, even Avengers. So I feel like if you would this cause this movie would have done way better at the box office. I mean one hundred percent. So I feel like if you would have broke this up into like maybe like two, two hour segments and then released that into theaters, as opposed to the 2017 version, I think the DC universe would be in a much better place.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that that's kind of when I was going through it and watching it, I was like, oh yeah, this would have been much better. Even this like split up into two different movies, right? Like rework some scenes to kind of, you know, decrease how much exposition you're giving or, you know, But other than that, like, cut this in half, make it two movies, and it'd be even better, and there'd be more payoff, and you know, because, like, if you see this, let's say we would have seen the first two hours in 2017, and it would have been like, oh, damn, this is pretty crazy, right? Like, oh, you know, this is going to be pretty intense, and then in 2018, you get the next one. And then it's like you see the third and fourth act and you're like, holy shit. And then you see the end where Darkseid is looking at him. You can go like, oh, so it's about to get like really crazy. And I think that might have even helped me, you know, as someone who's very down on the whole universe thing, that might have helped me be like, okay, yeah, I can see where this is going. Cool. Like I'm willing to give it a shot. But, you know, not how it played out. Um, Before... Do you have anything else, Brad, before, like, I know you have a few questions that you wanted to pose, but I did have one thing to kind of jump in before you post those.
2: Yeah. Um, I think I just kind of want to defend Zack Snyder a little. Uh, Cause I know Carlos has kind of been like saying like, he doesn't want to see like another universe. I feel that, you know, like we were talking before, they don't have the universe that's been fleshed out yet. So I would like to see Zack's full vision come to, uh, you know, be fleshed out and then get another Justice League movie and see what he can do because, like, this one was it – w- it was decent. You know, I would probably rate it, you know, around a six or a s- maybe six, six and a half in terms of out of ten. And mm-hmm. so I would like to see what he can do if everybody else has a solo movie and he has all those stories already set up and what else he can do with this universe, especially, like, with the the cliffhanger that we got from Dark Side. I I just I, I would be excited to see another another movie and you know explore this universe a little more
0: yeah that's that's fair enough I think well, I don't know have you guys uh, I don't know if we'll get into that but um one last thing I wanted to talk about that I forgot to kind of mention and some stuff that you know upset me yeah me more negative sorry but uh it's just like Superman when Superman finally comes back like right everything's great. But I was like, dude, I wish he would have talked to the Justice League members just a little bit more, right? Like, I wish he would have had an interaction with Bruce and said, hey, had that, like, I know shit was going down and it's really hard to talk in that situation. But just somehow finding that quick moment to have them go like, hey, I know we had our differences, but I'm glad we're on the same side now or some shit like that. And then have him, I I just wanted more moments. Just give me those moments where he's acting in that way that gives me that Superman vibe so I can be fully bought in. Cause even him saying like where he stops the, the fucking ax, like hits his shoulder. I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then he says like, Oh, not impressed or not impressive or whatever he said. And I was like, that's fine. I, I don't, that, that line is okay. I don't know in that situation, you know, cause I always think back to like Superman, the animated series or, Justice League, the animated series, like trying to think back of what like that Superman would have said. And I know it wouldn't have been to that extent. He probably would have tried to stupidly talk to Steppenwolf a little bit. So, you know, that's just me being a hardcore Superman fan, wanting those moments, but can't have it. Oh, I also thought it was really interesting that yo, Superman was pretty brutal. Like he was beaten the crap out of Steppenwolf and like lasered him, lasered off a horn and everything. And I was like, Whoa, this dude needs to I get it, super powerful. Just oh, rein it in. rain it in a little bit, you know?
1: But Yeah, that's... when I when I was seeing that scene and there's um uh, a couple minutes after that where he's just continuously punching him in the face. I was wondering if that had anything to do with the fact that like he had just come back from the dead and I didn't know if mm-hmm. that was something that Zach wanted to get into in a future movie of like what happens if you bring Superman back and he kind of has a bloodlust a little bit because I know with, with the epilogue and from other stuff that I've seen online that he was going towards what happens if Superman is either, you know, brokenhearted because Lois Lane dies or what happened in injustice or what happens if, um, Darkseid gets the anti-life equation and controls Superman, which I think is kind of what the, the nightmare um, yeah. nightmare with a K was uh, kind of showing. Um, so I, I think that may have been a little bit of that, but I yeah. do agree, especially being such a big Superman fan, that Zack Snyder's Superman doesn't necessarily fit the characteristics of what makes Superman Superman. You know, he's the one that no matter what's going on, doesn't kill people, doesn't kill the villains, and is always trying to find the good in people, and is always trying to set that like standard for others to rise to, rather than Superman lowering himself. So, I, I do agree that Zack doesn't always have the best uh, portrayal and understanding of the characters, so I, I think that was evident you know, with Superman in this movie.
0: Yeah. You know, but... Um... Uh, Brad, what are your what are your questions for us, dude? I know you wanted to post some questions, so what do you got?
2: Before we do, I had a couple other. I just had a couple oh, my, other things that I thought. Of. Uh, and just in terms of like the looks of people, because uh, I know we I had leaked you guys the picture of Martian Manhunter, and he looked like pretty awful like before the movie had come yeah. out, and he did look better, I think, seeing him in the actual movie. But I still pretty bad. It, yeah. I just I really didn't like the design. Uh, maybe the CGI was rushed, or they didn't have enough budget left over in order to like really design him the way they wanted to. But that's something I would definitely like to see an improvement on if the Snyderverse does continue, because he just he he didn't look like Martian Manhunter in my opinion, and I, I thought it was honestly even worse than the CW version. I think even mm. seeing it in the movie. So that's kind of disappointing because like HBO and like WB, like this is like this is a big time studio. So like you should at least be able to be like, you know, some small time TV network. <laughs> yeah, I mean, small time compared to HBO. And then the other thing was uh, Steppenwolf. I thought Steppenwolf did look better than the Justice League 2017, but once again, I I still wasn't really a fan of his look. I know people yeah. on on Twitter, we're kind of, like, fangirling, like, oh, my God, like, his armor is, like, reflective. Like, you can see colors in the armor. I'm like, uh, it's it didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I was like, oh, um,
0: all right, his armor looks cool, but he still kind of looks... And I guess it was in a way to kind of keep all the, like, you know, dark side and Sods kind of style together, because in the comics... Steppenwolf is more humanoid he Mm -hmm. looks like just like a giant ass human with like a beard so I guess in an essence to keep it like an alien type of race and to keep that I I understand it but yeah it still is not that great it's better um, but yeah the the axe was cool though like I was like oh shit his axe is pretty badass like you know giving off like those sparks of like lightning or fire
2: or whatever it was like oh that's dope that's cool yeah and then Dark uh, Side, I thought Dark Side looked really good, personally. Uh, they I think yeah. he was a really he looked like a really formidable villain. So that's yeah. that's another reason I would like to see like where they can go with him. Yeah, he definitely um, looks better than Steppenwolf.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. I think playing into like the organic thing and kind of having his like chest make the the upside down omega symbol was really cool. Um, yeah, he looked, he looked really... I thought the guy who voiced him sounded really imposing as hell, too. Um, I, I'm glad we kind of saw him whenever the boom tube kind of first opened. We saw him with his, like, trademark pose a little bit with his hands behind his back and then he turns around. I was like, oh, that's cool. I wish, I wish, we would have seen that in, like, the you know, where Wonder Woman retells the story about how everything's happening. I wish it would have been, like, him in the spaceship, with his hands behind his back the entire time and just kind of monologuing a little bit. That would have been dope because that's how he usually is. Right. He's usually like back there and he waits and waits until shit gets really bad. Then he'll like step off and kind of destroy shit. And sorry, Matt, what were you going to say?
1: You're good. Um, I was just going to say, I I did um, love the fact that that we got to see Omega beams because that is like a trademark uh, attack of dark side. So the fact that we we got to solve that, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was was nice. It was cool.
1: Um,
2: Yeah, Brad. Hit us with those questions, dude. All right. So once again, comparing to Marvel, Mm -hmm. if you had to rank the Zack Snyder Justice League cut with all the Avengers movies, where would it rank? Shit. Um... So I'm
0: ranking Avengers, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, Endgame, and Zack Snyder Justice League. Yep. Uh, Oh, damn. Damn. I mean, Matt, you go first.
1: (laughs) Um, I would say I might, and this is just my own personal bias because I like DC more than Marvel. I might rank it above Avengers, the first one. And then <laughs> I, for me, end game is the top. Right. And then, um, I'd probably go. So from the top, I'll go end game, civil war, infinity war, Zack Snyder, um, mm. justice league, and then Avengers. I mean, I, I, I know I'm going to get flack for that because the Avengers movie was so good, especially because it was like the first ensemble superhero movie we got. But I don't know when I've rewatched it, I just haven't enjoyed it as much as I thought I did. But again, it's also probably just my bias of DC over Marvel and the fact that we got to see more of the flash. So uh, that's, that would be my ranking.
0: Okay. Before I get mine, I want to make it 100% clear that I grew up loving DC characters. They were the first property that I ever loved. I have I favorite DC comics. I have a lot of them, but I'm going to say it's going to go Infinity War first, Endgame, um, Avengers, the first one, Ultron, and I'll have to put Zack Snyder Justice League at, at the bottom. And it's not like... I mean, Ultron, Age of Ultron has its issues and that's a whole different discussion. But um, I just think those those things, the big like Superman issues for me with Justice League, this version of Justice League are what make me uh, upset and make me hold it back. So, yeah,
1: I just realized I said Civil War and not Age of Ultron. Would you guys consider Civil War an Avengers movie, even though it's Captain America Civil War?
0: Uh, that's
1: like like a 2.5 okay because right? i mean there's aside from thor and bruce you have the avengers all in a movie together yeah. so yeah. i'm forgetting that and um putting age of ultron because i think i omitted that one for civil war okay i don't know because i've re-watched age of ultron and i liked it more than i thought i did so i would yeah. say probably um, I would still have the DC uh, Justice League over Avengers, but then Age of Ultron over Justice League, so.
0: Okay, okay.
2: I think I have the same
1: ranking as
2: Matt, so mine would be Infinity War first, Endgame second, uh, the original Avengers third, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then Age of Ultron last.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. But uh, I feel like... uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League and Avengers, they're they're pretty close for me. I haven't seen the original Avengers in a while, but they're 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 right there. I it's. I now think it's I'm close. gonna
1: now I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Um, Avengers probably carries more weight because they didn't have to redo the movie and it wasn't four hours long. So sometimes you, you know, having such a long movie, it makes it easier for it to be better because there's just more, but you know it always comes back to that quantity over quality quality over quantity so i think Mm -hmm. the avengers has the quality over quantity but you know that's just me being devil's advocate
0: yeah and kind of in the same boat it's the whole idea of like the payoff thing that you guys talked about that you talked about brad is like we had you know so many movies or so many years before we saw them team up that when we finally did and you know, caps like barking out orders, and they're all teamed up. And it's that first shot when they're on the like that overpass, and they're all fighting together. That's a big payoff moment. Like that's what people have been waiting so long for, right? Whereas this, it's the opposite, and it's not bad, but it's just done in a way to where it wasn't, you know, done to the best of that that it could be. I'll so. just
1: I'll just say this to further support your point carlos in uh in uh in endgame i cried at the end of the movie Mm. and well not the end end but like when they all came back and right when cap says avengers assemble like i was seeing all the characters come back like that payoff i i was i was tearing up but with justice league you know when superman came back i I didn't tear up because i obviously i knew that was going to happen but still you know the the build-up for marvel was just so much better because they did take the time to flesh out the individual characters and, and lead us to those scenes. So you're, you're definitely right in that.
0: Like if we would have gotten two Superman move solos and a team up, and then, then he dies in like the first justice league movie, that would have been substantial. That would have been like, Oh shit. Right. Like, damn, that's, you know, Superman just died. Holy shit. And we've spent all this time with him. So then when he does come back, it's like, yes, he's
2: fucking back. But we didn't get that. Oh, well. All right, Brad, what's your next question, dude? All right. Uh, which league league member do you think benefited the most from Zack Snyder's cut? Mm-hmm. And which member benefited the least?
1: Oh, OK. Um Most I think think we already know Carlos's answer for least. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: you guys know where I'm gonna go. And I hate to keep like sounding like such a negative Nancy, a Debbie Downer, and so like to drone on about it, but um I'll start off with most. I think Barry Allen. And it's and it's for me it's Barry Allen just because you saw the extent of his abilities. Um I also thought that was a cool scene whenever he and Cyborg were kind of talking back and forth about like matter being destroyed but not like ever really leaving and it was like this cool time where you can see that barry allen's a smart dude like he's really smart and you know it was i like that moment i liked like i said earlier the you got to see the full extent of his powers and how he's kind of just figuring it all out and that was really awesome and um I thought even though he was still funny and like goofy and kind of weird and eccentric, I didn't think it was over the top. Like there was no writing on people's face. There was no uh, accidentally falling into Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? There was none of that stuff, which was nice. He had a few gags here and there with the like hot dog thing. That was cool. It was funny. So I thought like you still had the levity where but you saw like the extent of Barry Allen's powers, which is great. Um, and obviously the one who you know was the least for me is Superman didn't get the Superman moments that i that didn't get in just the first version, didn't get him here and everything was just kind of like, yeah bummer
1: Matt. yeah, I would say for me the most would be cyborg with flash as a close second. um I was going back and forth between those two, but I think cyborg just because we we got a lot more out of him in this. we didn't get the the booyah moment which you know a lot of people it's kind of questionable as to whether or not that's a hundred percent a good thing for him to be having that kind of catchphrase and um i think just the development of his character and the powers that he had and I, i really loved the fact of him actually going into the mother boxes and they i wish the scene was a little bit longer because for me at least i kind of knew the fact like oh he's not going to fall for this ploy of oh you know if you don't separate us you can be with your parents again and you know you don't have to be cyborg but I liked the fact that his character kind of faced that dilemma of you know do I want what my like dream would be to have both my parents back or do I do the right thing and you know put my own desires to the side to do what's best for others so I like that scene and then I would say Superman 2, just because, you know, I would say maybe it wasn't, it hurt his character less, but I feel like it didn't improve his character from the 2017 version. Um, I was going to say maybe the Joker, but he wasn't in the 2017 version either. And, well, I don't know if I would say that either, because I liked this version of the Joker more than the Suicide Squad Joker, but I still wasn't, like, a big fan of of this joker i i saw on twitter that people were saying this was the best interaction between batman and, and joker on live screen i'm like do people forget the scene where uh batman and joker and dark knight when joker's in um gotham precinct and he's yeah. he's trying to uh batman's trying to get where uh dent and rachel are i was like did people just forget that scene because to me that's one of the best live action scenes between the two so I don't know what people were thinking when they said that this was the best live action interac- live action interaction between them, but I would say Cyborg had the the most, and then Superman the least.
2: Okay. All right. All right. Next question is: uh, What was your favorite part of the movie? It could be a scene, a line someone said, character in general, etc. That's a
0: that's a tough one. Um, I think I kind of highlighted it with the Barry Allen stuff. Like, I think that would probably be my favorite part. Um, while I like Aquaman, Jason Momo is great as a character. Like he's great as Aquaman. I would love to keep just watching him. Um, yeah, for me, it would, it would probably be just Barry Allen. I mean, I think, look. Once again, I have my issues with it, but there's moments where, like, this dude knows how to get a shot right. Like, the shot where they're, uh, you know, Superman comes back. He's kind of disoriented. You know, he just, you know, trying to figure out who the hell he is again. And they're restraining him. And Barry Allen takes off thinking he's got this. He's going to sneak up on him. And Superman is able to track him at that speed, right? And then they have that little, like, Superman swinging at him. Barry Allen's, like, just kind of taken back by the fact that someone's keeping up with him is that was a great moment. Like that, that is a great moment. So yeah, probably Barry Allen and that probably scene sticks out for me, I would say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would, I would say the scene, and I mentioned it earlier where he goes back in time. Um, I, yeah. I just thought that was so cool the way it was shown the cinematography And the fact that he had that kind of little monologue, I mean, it wasn't very long, but to himself, where he's just like, you need to do this. Like, You need to heal yourself. You need to run faster than you've ever run before. And it showed the true extent of the Flash's power. Um, But there was another scene that I did like with uh, Aquaman when um, they're talking about like how... um, I forget exactly what they're talking about, but uh, I think it was Cyborg that says, or it may have been Barry... It says, "Oh, I thought you didn't care," and Aquaman's like, "No, like when? When did I say I didn't care? I thought that was done a lot better than how it was in the 2017, where he's sitting on the lasso of truth and he's saying all this stuff." And I I, I guess the theme for me is, I think that that 2017 version was just making a mockery of the characters because, like, it it made Aquaman seem like afraid of going to fight Steppenwolf Wolf and everything and. I just like the fact that it showed more of his compassion towards the fellow league members even though he is still struggling with do i want to be the aquaman or do i want to just you know kind of live my life how i've been living it but um, to answer brad's question i would say definitely barry going back in time and, and saving everybody
2: yeah definitely uh, i mean you guys kind of took mine uh, mine was barry allen as well i just thought i mean the flash scenes i think they were some of the best scenes in the movie uh, the CGI, the, you know, the way the cinematographer and uh, Zach Snyder captured that—I just thought that was really great. So that was that was definitely my favorite scene. And uh, one last question: I, right, Carl, kind of already so, answered this. Do you okay. want to see the Snyderverse fleshed out more and give Zach a chance to see his vision through?
0: Um. Okay. I mean, yeah, I've already answered it. Me personally, I. I, I, I don't want to see it if it happens. Cool. Will I watch it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe for uh, content purposes and discussion purposes. You know, just to have these type of discussions with you. But that's like if I'm choosing. If I'm just being honest, I I just want a fresh start. Go somewhere else. Um, make this like Zack Snyder Earth. I don't know Earth Z, something. And uh, start with, like, Earth-1 somewhere else and start fresh. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Um, I would say I would like to see more just because um, I, I liked where it seemed like the direction he was going in, which I alluded to before, where Superman becomes evil, basically, whether it's because um, Lois Lane dies or um, Darkseid takes over him with the anti-life equation. Uh, just because we haven't seen a, a live action version of Superman like completely evil and what the Justice League would do, because it is that like worst case scenario of what happens when our biggest weapon becomes our biggest enemy. So I, I think that would be really interesting, and I would like to see more of that Deathstroke. Um, I thought the actor Joe Mango, whatever I don't know Manganello. Yeah, um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I thought he would have been a a really good Deathstroke, uh, especially because he and Ben Affleck kind of seem to be, um, physically anyway, like real similar. So it's very believable that Deathstroke, who's like the world's best assassin in DC, would be able to put up a fight against Batman. Um, I, again, didn't really love the the Joker. So maybe um, us not getting more Snyder movies if we don't might be a good thing so we can get another new version of the joker at some point dude you don't
0: want to see jared leto give batman a reach around
1: (laughs) yeah that i i thought that was really weird like i no i just I, i really wanted to like jared leto's joker because i think jared leto is a very good actor but i just i just didn't like his joker at all um so i would i would say yeah i would want to see more um just because I, I liked the direction that they were kind of hinting at with the epilogue but who knows whether or not we we get any more zack snyder uh superhero movies
0: yeah yeah i feel you guys uh brad is that it that's the last question
2: yeah um and i mean just to kind of add on oh, yeah. to what matt was saying i i already answered the question i think zack snyder should get the chance to see his vision through i think like Matt was saying, you know, the stuff that happened in the epilogue, I'd be interested to see how we got there. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see like a full movie of that storyline, and also I think if Zach Snyder's willing to give us like a Manu or uh, not Manu Bennett, I had Manu Bennett on the brain because of Deathstroke, but if he's able to give us like a Deathstroke versus Batfleck movie, I mean, I think that'd be freaking cool. Because I think that those two actors, you know, like Matt said, you know, they're so close in physical stature. I think that would be a really exciting movie to see, like Deathstroke and Batman dueled out on the big screen. And I think that could also be kind of like Batman's solo movie, which I kind of talked about before, uh, where Zack Snyder, I'd like to see him get more background into these characters before he attempts to do this again. Because I feel like that would help him out a lot with a lot of his flaws that were in this movie. So, yeah, that's, that's my answer.
1: Um, for sure. One thing that I wanted to add um, for my point is, uh, and I wanted to look it up to make sure I didn't miss, uh, misspeak, misspoke, but I didn't say it incorrectly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Zack Snyder revealed that if he did have more movies, because he wanted to do a trilogy originally, that mm-hmm. in the third uh, chapter that Superman's son um, would have become Batman, which I don't like that at all. I don't remember that at any point in the comics or any animated show of that happening. Um, and apparently, it was also confirmed that uh, Lois Lane was pregnant in this movie. Yep. So, um, if if that was a direction that they would go in, might go in. Who knows if there's more movies? I don't like that. Um, I you know just we we yeah. know we have future Batmans. We have Terry McGinnis. You know we've had eighteen thousand different Robins don't don't make Superman's son become Batman so it's uh, i guess going against my answer but i, I wanted to <laughs> definitely mention that
0: yeah i mean that's that's one of the issues with it a lot of his vision is just really a more alternate universe than it is mainstream stuff and that's that's a hard thing to kind of figure out if that's what we want to see more of like he considered yeah like the batman stuff like superman's son would eventually come batman he considered having the son that lois lane has actually being bruce wayne's son so they were going to be involved you know after he after superman passed away she was going to confide in bruce and then that would be their kid so it's a lot of these things where it's like dude you you like you're given a whole crap ton of comic books there's a lot of history um so alternate universe, sure. Main universe, no. Uh, yeah, doesn't do it for me. But um, yeah, I think if that's it, unless you guys got anything else that you guys want to hit on real quick, Brad, anything? No? Well, that that wraps it up on our you know Justice League review, Zack Snyder Justice League review. Um, thanks to everyone again for listening or watching. We appreciate it, we really do. Um, yeah, just let us know, comments, tweet at us, whatever. Uh, At inside the multi at it multiverse on Twitter, and uh, yeah, just give us some feedback and um, yeah, share it with people, tell people that we're doing this stuff, and uh, yeah, thanks guys for everything. All right, we'll see you guys next week. All right, see see you guys next week. Have a good week.